Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, April 6th, 2022, and I hope you are doing great today. Um, We are right here just a week out from uh, Passion Week, and so I hope you're making plans to make it a priority. Not that it isn't already. I know many of you are so faithful to this uh, morning prayer time, daily daily podcast, Uh, but but those that are maybe on the bubble, let's let's make it a priority uh, to spend some time together next week uh, as we walk through uh, the uh, the final week of Jesus' life uh, with our readings for uh, for Holy Week. So that starts next uh, Monday. So next Monday we'll start our Holy Week readings, and um, yeah, we got some um, got a couple of special services planned at Bayside for uh, the Easter weekend. Um, so we'll have a Good Friday service at seven o'clock which is a week from this Friday, Good Friday, 7 o'clock, different service from anything we do any anytime else. It's definitely more somber and reflective. And uh, just to think about particularly the, the sacrifice that Christ paid on the cross. And uh, I think there's a lot of value in, in spending some time thinking about that and reflecting on that and, and appreciating that uh, as a lead into Easter. And then, of course, Easter extravaganza is on has been rescheduled. So it's this Saturday, or not this Saturday, I'm sorry, not this Saturday, April 16th. April 16th from 2 to 5, the day before Easter, 2 to 5 at R.E. Olds Park. And then we have a sunrise service at R.E. Olds Park this year. You can help us spread the word about that. Um, so folks that are looking for a sunrise service, maybe would like to do something outdoors, R.E. Olds Park, we're doing it again this year. This will be the third year in a row we're out there. Um, and so um, we'd love to have you guys out there at 7 o'clock. And then two services at Bayside at 9 and 1045, 9 and 1045. So, yeah, I hope wherever you are, you're, you you got plans for your uh, celebrating maybe Good Friday and, of course, Easter Sunday with uh, friends and your church family. Um, this, is our, this is the big one, man. This is what it's all about, the resurrection of Jesus. So it's a big deal. Um, all right, well, this week our readings are in the fifth week of Lent. It's just where we are, the fifth week of Lent. And uh, the, th- the theme, remember, for this entire week is you are not your own. You are bought with a price. First Corinthians chapter six, verses 19 and 20. You're not your own. We were bought with a price. And so our, uh, our, in, our, our readings for today are in Jeremiah, Romans, and John. Jeremiah 26, where we're going to start today. No, I'm, uh, that is incorrect. Jeremiah 25. Jeremiah 25, 30 through 38. Let's do it. And then we'll jump over to Romans. Um, welcome everybody. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Good morning. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Ann. Christine, welcome. So glad to have all you guys on. We jump into the word of God together. Let's go. Uh, Jeremiah 25, verse 30. Now prophesy all these words against them and say to them, the Lord will roar from on high. 
Mm. He ain't quiet. He roaring right here. He will thunder from his holy dwelling and roar mightily against his land. He will shout like those who tread the grapes, shout against all who live on the earth. The tumult will resound to the ends of the earth, for the Lord will bring charges against the nations. He will bring judgment on all mankind and put the wickedness to the sword, declares the Lord. Wow. So here, um, this is the uh, the impending judgment on the people of God for their uh, their uh, consistent uh, rebellion against him. And um, the, the cup of the Lord's wrath is to be poured out. This parallels, right, the, with what uh, Good Friday, Passion Week, is all about, where Jesus absorbed the wrath of God. He, he, he received the, uh, that punishment on our behalf. I'm glad he did, man. Verse 32, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Look, disaster is spreading from nation to nation. A mighty storm is rising from the ends of the earth. At that time, those slain by the Lord will be everywhere, from one end of the earth to the other. They will not be mourned or gathered up or buried, but they will be like dung. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) They will be like dung lying on the ground. Weep and wail, you shepherds. Roll in the dust, you leaders of the flock. For your time to be slaughtered has come. Wow. Wow. Did you, did you catch that, that little turn of a phrase there? Weep and wail, you shepherds. So shepherds generally are those who are uh, leading the sheep to slaughter. They're guiding sheep. They're, uh, they're uh, taking care of sheep who are often uh, sacrificed. But watch this. Weep and wail, you shepherds. Roll in the dust, you leaders of the flock. For your time to be slaughtered has come. Wow. Wow. You will fall like the beast of the rams. Or I'm sorry, like the best of the rams. The shepherds will have nowhere to flee. The leaders of the flock, no place to escape. Hear the cry of the shepherds, the wailing of the leaders of the flock, for the Lord is destroying their pasture. The peaceful meadows will be laid waste because of the fierce anger of the Lord. Like a lion, he will leave his lyre and their land will become desolate because of the sword of the oppressor and because of the Lord's fierce anger. Ooh. He's uh, he's uh, portraying in pretty graphic detail what will happen when the Babylonians invade Israel, the destruction of the leaders, the destruction of the people, uh, the feeling of horror and destruction that will uh, accompany um, that day of reckoning. And uh, just a reminder of the Lord's power and might and the seriousness of unrepentance, unre, unrepentance, uh, uh, the unwillingness to repent. <laughs> what is that? What was that word I'm looking for there? Um, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the danger in a, re, a, re, a rebelliousness and a refusal to repent. That's uh, all of that just draws to stark uh, contrast and uh, reality, the importance and the seriousness of repentance. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Let's jump over to Romans. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Ann. DJ, good morning. Welcome, everybody. Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 21. We read the first 13 verses yesterday. Today we jumped, we're starting in verse 14. Yeah. Um, ooh, I like this verse. I like this verse. This is a preacher's verse, man. How are you going to be a preacher and not like this verse? It ain't possible. How then can they call on one they have not believed in? So remember, just back in Romans 10, 9, we said, where did Jesus live? Jesus lives in Romans 10, 9. <laughs> 10, 9. That's where? If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's, right. That's how you get saved. That's how you find Jesus. Where did Jesus live? Romans 10, 9. You declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. And so now in verse 14, well, how are they going to know this message? How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How are they going to call in Jesus if they, they haven't believed in him? And how can they believe in one they whom, whom they've not heard? How can they believe in something, someone they've never heard about? And how can they hear without someone preaching? Without someone preaching to them, which, you know, we, we preach in word and deed, but here's obviously talking about in words. You know, we've talked about this in, back in the day. It's been a little while, though, but there's this, always this phrase that gets thrown around, and, and he's usually credited to St. Frank, Francis of Assisi that he never said. Never said it, guys. But you will hear it quoted over and over and over, he never said this. Like Frank, uh, like like Saint Francis said, go everywhere and preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. That's beautiful, isn't it? It is beautiful. Saint Francis never said that. <laughs> oh, he ain't never said that. <laughs> uh, and I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I think it's a good corrective, like for just, you know, people who just preach at people to actually also preach the gospel with your actions and your life and your attitude and your behavior and the way you treat people. Yeah, I'm all for that. I think that's 100% right. And it's a good corrective. Um, but I think sometimes we, we need to move, we need to move, we need to move the needle the other way. We all about doing nice things. We just don't speak up about Jesus. Come on, somebody. We all about helping somebody do this and serving here and helping that and doing that and being nice. All about being nice. Now, some rascal could help could stand to be nicer, but but we we can be. But we don't ever say anything about Jesus. How are they gonna hear without a preacher? Listen, no one's gonna come to Jesus because you mowed their grass for them. Not by itself. How are they going to connect the dots between the fact that you mowed their grass and they need to they need to save your name Jesus? Unless you tell them. Unless we tell them. Now, I'm not saying don't mow your neighbor's grass if you know what the heck you're doing. <laughs> don't touch that lawn if you don't know what you're doing. I'm telling you right now. But, you know, you can do all these nice. You can bring people dinner. You can bring people food. You can cover a shift for somebody. You can... You be real nice to this and that. That's great. We should be doing that. But, and we've got to accompany that with speech. 
We've got to accompany that with sharing the gospel. We've got to com- we've got to com- accompany those good works with what is the reason for the hope that is within you? What is the reason that you do these things? Why is this, what is it in you that compels you to care for other people? It's Jesus. We've got to say that, y'all. We've got to say that. We've got to say that. Sometimes we, we, um, we can use our good works as an escape or, an, or in place of a replacement for actually sharing the good news of Jesus. We've got, we've got to be willing to do that. You know, we've got to be willing to do, speak up. You know what? I'm doing this because you matter to God and you matter to me. And God, you know, I feel like it's the least I can do with all that Jesus has done for me. I just feel like I should do things for other people. Yeah, that's one way to do it. You might have your own ways. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to someone yesterday who was like, um, you know, sometimes when we miss opportunities, like you think about, man, that would have been a good opportunity to say something about Jesus. You know what I've done? I've done this before. I've gone back around. I was like to that person. I'm like, you know what? You may not even remember this, but we were having this conversation and um, this has just really been in my mind. I just want to I just want to loop back around and just add a little bit more to that conversation. It may you may have even forgotten the conversation we had, but I just feel like I need it. And, and I'll go back and I'll say, you know what? Um, the reason I got through that is really because of the Lord, because of the Lord, because of Jesus' strength and power. You know, I didn't mention that when I when I was talking about that, and I really felt bad about that because that really is a key part of my story. So I just need to fill that in and let you know that really what got me through that was really prayer and the power of Jesus in my life. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we miss an opportunity. Somebody asks us, how'd you, how'd you get through this? How'd you do this? And we, we're sharing. With it. And then later on, we're like, man, I can't believe I missed that opportunity to say something about the Lord. Hey, there's nothing wrong with looping back around. Loop back around. <laughs> Let's bring it back. <laughs> Loop it back. You ain't got to, we don't have to belabor it, but you can loop it back. And you say, you know what? Next time you see that person, you say, hey, hey we were having this conversation. I just need to fill this in. You know, it, it, you may have even forgotten the conversation, even forgotten the topic, but I just got to say this. Um, it was Jesus. It was Jesus that did that. And, um, and I just, I just, and you can tell them that, be honest with it. You know, I just, I just, in my heart, I had to share that because that, I didn't feel that it was honest not to share that it was really Jesus that carried me through that. Yeah. How then can they call on one who believed in? How, and, they, and how can they believe in one whom they not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they're sent? Yeah. Preach. Preach. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Man, that's what we got to see. Sometimes, look, here's what the enemy will try to get you to think. The enemy will try to get you to think that bringing good news is imposing upon people. I'm not talking about guilting people. I'm not talking about putting people in a corner and, you know, making them make a decision right now for Jesus. No, 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 no. You got, there are rare occasions when that's the right thing to do. Most of the time, that's the wrong thing to do. But the enemy will make you think that you sharing the gospel is imposing upon them. No. If it's if it's out of your heart, it's not impo- it's beautiful. People need what we have, guys. 
<laughs> he, they need what you have. And, and during this holy week, as we're leading towards Easter, man, God does great things. Now's a great time to be, to be ready, to be ready to share the gospel, to be ready, ready to speak up for the Lord because people, you know, there's spiritual activity happening. People are interested. They're curious. People at work, people that you interact with, friends, family members. If nothing else, people are wondering, man, why are all these people talking about church all of a sudden? Why are people walking around a few weeks ago with ashes on their head? Why are people, people are asking questions? And to step into that and say, come and see. Come and see for yourself what God has done. Come and see who Jesus is. Taste for yourself. But it is, um, it's beautiful. It's not, it's not ugly to share the gospel. It's beautiful. You know, I think that's the great, the great deception is that people like don't want to hear or don't, don't need hope or don't need uh, um, salvation. They do. They do. They do. And they want it. Some don't. Some aren't ready. We all know that. But there are so many that are hungry for hope. And you may be one small piece of that chain that leads them to salvation in Christ and new life. And, and there's nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm serious, right? Like, you guys know this. There's nothing that matches. There's nothing in this life that matches. The joy of knowing that you were a part of someone's salvation. There's, not, there's, nothing, there's nothing even close, man. <laughs> I mean, I can't even... I mean, maybe the birth of your child is close. I mean, that's a delight and a joy. But outside of maybe that, there's nothing in life more fulfilling than to know, wow, I played a part in that person's testimony um, of finding Jesus. Man. So how, how are they going to, how's anyone going to preach unless they're sent? I want to thank you for sending me. Those of you, you faithful, faithful supporters of the, of the Lord's ministry at Bayside, thank you for sending me. And, and Virginia Beach and Ohio. And, um, <laughs> uh, where is it? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Uh, verse 16. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news, for Isaiah says, the Lord who... who for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes through hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I asked, did they not hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. Again, I asked, did Israel not understand? First, Moses said, I will make you envious by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that has no understanding. So. It was prophesied that Israel would be jealous when all of these um, non-Israelite nations, these un, these Gentiles, were coming to Christ, were coming into the family of God, and it that's that happened. Verse twenty, and Isaiah boldly says, "I found by those who did not seek me. I was found. Sorry, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask me. But concerning Israel, he says, all day long I have held out my hand." to a disobedient and obstinate people. Whoa. You see that image, man? All day long, God's holding out his hands to an obstinate and disobedient people. What a beautiful image of the love of God. Do you know that? That while we were, while we were obstinate and disobedient, God stands holding his hands out. Hmm. 
He stands holding his hands out. You think about the people in your life that are obstinate, stubborn. You think, how? what's God's posture towards them? He's got his hands out to them, man. He's got his hands out to them. You think about people who are far from God, people that are rascals, man. They're hard to get along with. I'm going to be honest with you. You know? You know them. They, 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 they meanness. <laughs> they got a whole lot of meanness down there. Down deep is meanness. But Jesus has his hands out to him. And we should too. Man, because that's how he was for us when we were mean. Some of us still mean now. Let's be honest. Some of us still got some little, little rascal in us. Still mean. And when we when we throw in a little tantrum, when we're doing our little thing, when we act when we acting up. Come on, come on, some of y'all. You know you act up. We acting up all day long. The Lord holds out His hands. That's our Lord, man. That's how much He loves us. That's what He's. That's God's posture to the world. You know. And as we head towards this Holy Week next week, that's the posture. He's holding out His hand. He wants to save. He wants to redeem. Because he loves us. John chapter 10. Let's do it. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees. Make sure I'm reading the right thing. Yep. Anyone who does not enter the sheep by sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in it by some other way, is a thief and a robber. Because if the sheep is yours, you're going to go through the gate. You climbing over the fence, something's fishy. <laughs> right? Why are you climbing over the gate? If that's your sheep, why are you climbing over the gate? It's like, you know, police officer go up to a man, got a, you know, got one of them lock poppers and things. Like, why are you popping the lock if that's your car? Oh, wait, wait, because I locked lock my keys in my car. That's why. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. Hmm. The sheep know the shepherd's voice, man. You know the shepherd's voice? Yeah. So as we're, as we're going out this week, looking for opportunities to be a witness for Christ, going everywhere, going everywhere and preaching the gospel, and if necessary, doing nice things, I just turned it. Go everywhere and preach the gospel when necessary, use words. Frank, Saint, repeat after me, guys. St. Francis of Assisi never said that. It's one of the most quoted myths in Christendom. Um, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. We follow the Lord, why? Because we know his voice. We read the word of God, why? So we can learn the voice of the Lord, so we can dial our ear into the voice of the Lord, so that when all these voices in the world are speaking, we say, no, 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 that might sound good, but that ain't a word. That might sound good, but that is not Jesus. And so it's, a, it's got a little, shade of, a little shade of crazy in it. Sounds like Jesus, but got a shade of crazy. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand 
what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said it again. Look, you ain't getting it, I'll tell you again. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. You think about the, the gate. The gate is where the sheep go into and are protected. Jesus is our gate. He's the good shepherd. He, he guides us. He's, he, he protects us. But he's also the gate. He's the entryway into this place of protection, this place of uh, fellowship with God's family and, and God himself. He's the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Mm. You want to be saved today? Enter through Jesus. That's, that's our message, man. Our message to the world that is looking for safety, that's looking for comfort, looking for reconciliation with God is, if you want to enter into that pasture, if you want to enter into that pasture of hope and joy and peace and eternal life, the gate is Jesus. You enter that gate, you'll be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Hear that, y'all. John 10.10, 10. it's a big one. You get that highlighter. You can't find my pen this morning. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. Man. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That's how you know the good shepherd, man. How do you know the shepherd's good? Because the shepherd is willing to lay down his life for the sheep. That's what Jesus did. The hired hand. There's a difference between a renter and an owner right here, huh? The hired hand he's not, is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Look, all you got to do is look at a rental car. A rental car, huh? You don't treat a rental car like you treat your own car, do you? Ah, it's just a rental. <laughs> right? Watch out for that plot hole. Oh, it's just a rental. Bam! Okay, good. <laughs> right? That's just a rental. But nah, if you're the owner, you're like, oh, pothole, slow down. Let's go around this. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, Jesus, 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 is, Jesus views us with ownership, not as, a, not as a rental. Oh, come on. Jesus views you not as a rental, but as ownership. You, what does it say? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. He owns you, right? He owns us. So he treats us as, as, as his. He doesn't treat us like a rental. Mm. A lot of people in this world will treat you like a rental, right? You just, you just, you just expendable. But Jesus doesn't treat you like that. Man, aren't you glad? Jesus don't treat you like a rental. I'm about, I'm about to write a sermon right here. Jesus don't treat you like a rental. Yeah. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. He, he don't own them. So when he sees a wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. A rental car breakdown, what do you do? You call them and say, hey, your, your car broke. <laughs> it's like Freedom Boat Club, right? I'm a member, we remember Freedom Boat Club. We don't own the boats. We can use the boats. Love Freedom Boat Club, by the way. But we don't own the boats. If the boat ain't running right, I'm, I, I turn the boat in at the dock and I say, hey, your boat ain't running right. Your boat, your boat, your boat's not running right. You need something. And I just go on about my business. I ain't worried about it. Now, if that boat was mine, I'd be worried about it, right? I'd, I'd, be, I'd be all consumed by it. Then the wolf attacks 
and scatters it. Why? Because the shepherd's the, the hired hand, he ain't, he ain't doing nothing. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. He don't care about the sheep. What do you care about? The money. A hired hand cares about what? The money. He don't care about the sheep. It's about the money, not the sheep. But they ain't Jesus. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them in also. He's talking about Gentiles. They also, too, will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I have laid down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Wow. He's talking about his crucifixion, right? He's going to lay down his life for the sheep. He's going to lay down his life so that we can be, uh, so we can, enter into this pasture of God's family. All right, you guys, let's pray. Good word today, man. Good stuff from God's word. Hope you enjoyed it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for laying down your life for us, for giving everything, literally everything for us. Thank you, Lord, that you treat us like with ownership, not as a rental. Um, you, you, you treat us as your, your precious possession, not as a, some kind of disposable uh, object. God, help us to, uh, to speak up for you and to take, make the most of every opportunity. When the door is open for us to say something about you, Lord, let us take it. And if we miss the opportunity, Lord, give us the courage to go back around and to, say, uh, to sing your praises and to tell of your goodness. Lord, I pray for my friends today. May you bless each and every one of them, encourage them, strengthen them, bring healing, blessing, encouragement to their hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today. Hope you have a great day. Hope you enjoy these reads. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Hope you can join us then. Thank you for sharing this. Take a moment just to share. Hit the share button on your timeline. Share. Share it. Uh, like it. Subscribe. If you're on, if you're on a podcast, subscribe. Uh, maybe even take a moment to write a comment. I uh, really appreciate all that. All right, you guys. Have a great day. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.